Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is February 7th, 2022, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Great to be back with you on another episode of the All Rookie Podcast. We had an incredible weekend of basketball, and it probably was headlined by two trades. And we love trade season. The trade deadline is coming up soon. And I'll just recap them real quick. The Clippers traded Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, and our rookie, Keon Johnson, and a future second-round pick to the Portland Trailblazers for Norman Powell and Robert Covington. So that has some effects on our rookie show (laughs) with Keon Johnson. And we'll get into Brandon Boston as well. They're both affected by that trade. I'll get into them because they had a game tonight. And also, Karis LeVert was traded to the Indiana Pace from the Pacers to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Ricky Rubio and some draft picks. So we will get straight into the show. Um, We'll get straight to it like there's nothing to it, as I say. (laughs) But first, I'm going to recap Friday and Saturday's games and tell you the top performers on that night. Those nights. (laughs) Um, As far as Friday, February 4th, I'll start with the worst to to the best. (laughs) Not worst, but anyway. Josh Primo, eight points and four rebounds. Bones Highland, eight points. Evan Mobley, eight points, eight rebounds, five assists, and two steals. Trendon Watford, eight points. Trey Mann, nine points. Dayron Sharp, 11 points and eight rebounds. Jalen Green, 12 points. Chris Duarte, 12 points. Ayo DeSumo, 15 points. 14 huge assists and two steals. He's been playing great uh, ever since Lonzo and Alex Caruso have been out, especially. Uh, Josh Giddy with 16 points, seven rebounds. Scotty Barnes, 16 and nine with two steals. Dwayne Washington, who's been really, really impressive especially as of late, 17.7 rebounds, four assists. Alperen Sengun with a huge 18.3 block performance. Terry Taylor came out of nowhere with 21 points, 14 rebounds, five assists. Josh Christopher with 23 points, five rebounds, four assists, three steals. Herb Jones with 25 points and two steals. And capping off the epic Friday night, Cam Thomas with 30 points and four assists. That was just an outrageous night of basketball. It was just too good to be true. So it was amazing. Uh, But we're going to see if Saturday and Sunday top that. Spoiler alert, they didn't. But still, that that still was a special, special night of basketball. As far as Saturday night, starting from the worst to best, Trendon Wofford has seven points. Austin Reeve, nine points. Greg Brown, 10 points. Zaire Williams, 11 points. Franz Wagner, 15 points. And I'm not mentioning many other stats because they did not have many other stats. But this was all about points on Saturday night. And like I said, Franz Wagner with 15. Trey Mann with 16. Davion Mitchell with 17. Jalen Suggs has 17, four rebounds and five assists. He's really, really coming along. And he had a great game tonight as well. And our top rookie of the night on Saturday was Josh Giddy with 24 points, four rebounds, and eight assists. Now we are finally to Sunday's eight-game slate, and it's a pretty good slate. You know, it was a lot of duds, but also um, some good performances as well. So let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. First game, 
The Dallas Mavericks defeated the Atlanta Hawks 103 to 94. And in this one, not many rookies at all. Actually, no rookies at all, which was a sad sight to see. But the Hawks have two really talented rookies, but they are yet to really sniff the court. (laughs) You know, I don't think they played at all in 2022, but when they have played, it has not been much. Even when everyone was out with COVID, their two very talented rookies did not really get to play. So it's going to be a 2023 type of thing we're waiting for, for the Hawks, Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper. We'll just have to remain patient. The Dallas Mavericks had no draft picks, so that is why they have no rookies on their squad, but they have flirted with a couple in the G League, like Carleek Jones and Eugene Omarui. But right now, they're not touching the court either. So next game, we go to the Boston Celtics defeated the Orlando Magic 116-83, to and the Celtics are in the same boat. They had one draft pick, but it was a player they were stashing overseas, so he may have an impact next year. But as of today, no news to report for the Celtics. But for the Magic, of course, they have Franz Wagner, who played 26 minutes, had one of his, you know, not great games. (laughs) He pretty much every game is 15 and 7 with some other counting stats. But tonight, eight points, seven rebounds, one assist, which is solid, decent, not bad, but we're expecting a little bit more from Franz Wagner because that's how consistent he's been all year. But he went four for 13 from the field, so he did everything that he normally does. The shots just were not falling as usual. He normally would be around seven or eight for 13, and he would have had a great game, you know, for him. So... You can't really complain too much because eight and seven is still a decent game for any NBA player. Now, they also have Jalen Suggs, who has really been on the tear, like I said earlier, played 30 minutes, and he went 5 for 11 from the field, perfect from the free throw line. Ended up with 17 points, six rebounds, five assists, and three steals. Those three steals are huge. 17 points is huge. He led the team in scoring. It's always impressive, especially when you have Cole Anthony on the team who likes to shoot a lot, um, and Franz Wagner, like I said, who's averaging more than him on the season. But Jalen Suggs is really thriving now that he's been back from his hand injury, and the sky's the limit. You know, there's a reason I had him projected as the number two prospect in this draft class, and looks like he's going to eventually start showing that to where he's not just an afterthought. He's definitely in the conversation. Next game, the Denver Nuggets defeated the Brooklyn Nets, 124-104. to 104. For the Nets, Kessler Edwards started again, but did not have a great game. Had a horrible game, honestly. Uh, he went one for four from the field. He only played 20 minutes. You know, with two points, six rebounds, one assist, one steal. And we've been, we've grown to expect a little more from Kessler Edwards, especially with Kevin Durant out, and even more when Uh, James Harden is out so it did not go his his way at all but it really didn't go many of the Brooklyn Nets way at all because they lost by 20 points to the Nuggets you know they're struggling recently um, and there's a lot lot of drama around the Nets they're in trade talks as well we will see what happens with that team but uh, moving on to their other great rookies 
I'll, I'll go ahead and start with Dayron Sharp. He did get in for 14 minutes. He ended up with four points, one rebound, one assist, and one block. So can't do much in 14 minutes. But Cam Thomas came off the bench and played the most, well, second most minutes of anyone on the team. 32 minutes, was seven for 16 from the field. Ended up with 20 points. Three rebounds, four assists, one steal, and two blocks. That's great for Cam Thomas to have two blocks. I mean, he's probably the shortest guy on the court. Uh, But Cam Thomas has proven over and over again that he can put up points, especially quickly. He's an offensive genius, pretty much, especially to be a rookie. He just needs to find the minutes and the consistency, and he would be in some talks of top 10 rookies in his class. And, you know, the Nets just need some consistency as well. So, but great game by Cam Thomas. And as you know, as I mentioned in my recap, he scored 30 the other day. So he can put those points up on you quickly. For the Nuggets, they only have one rookie they drafted, Bones Highland. And he played 17 minutes. Unfortunately, only had six points, five rebounds, two assists, and one steal. And we want to see him get more minutes, but they brought in Bryn Forbes. And he played 25, Bones played 17. He kind of came in and took that spot from him. You know, Facundo Campazzo only played two minutes. Austin Rivers only played eight minutes. Devon Reed only played two minutes. But Brent Ford really came in and has surpassed Bones Highland just on the merit of that he's a veteran. And the coach doesn't have to worry about him making mistakes. And the Nuggets are in a win-now mode. They're not trying to teach a rookie. So that's part of the reason Bones Highland is kind of an an afterthought at this current moment. He also went two for nine from the field, which is not great. So that's not helping, but uh, Bones is talented, but he's not really allowed to fail on this Nuggets team. He has to be great or he's coming out of the game. And that's another reason why he's not in the Rising Stars game because he's on such a good team. If he was on a bad team, he would be getting more minutes, being able to make mistakes, being able to learn from them and would probably be a better player than he is right now. But that's how it goes. When you draft it, you don't get to choose where you go. Next game, the Minnesota Timberwolves defeated the Detroit Pistons 118 to 105. For the Pistons, Kay Cunningham is still out with that hip contusion. So that left the Pistons with no rookies in this game to mention, unfortunately. For the Timberwolves, same boat. They had no draft picks in this draft class. They flirted around with two rookies, and they're in the G League currently. So no news to report on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Leandro Palmaro was a DMP. The other rookies are not even listed because they're in the G League. Next game, Philadelphia 76ers versus Chicago Bulls. Philly won that one 119-108. to For the Sixers, another team that's in the boat of we have a couple rookies, very talented rookies as well, but they're not getting any play time because Philadelphia is trying to do things. (laughs) You know, they don't have Ben Simmons. They're not trying to mess around with rookies, but Jaden Springer has been playing incredible in the G League, but they can't find minutes for him on the actual team. And same for Charles Bassey. When he gets opportunity, he plays great, but... With Embiid and the Drummond healthy, Bassey is a DNP. So nothing to report for the Sixers right now. And as the season continues to wind down, you probably will see less and less rookies, especially for teams that are contending. Uh, the teams that are okay with losing, you'll see those rookies out there. 
because, you know, their season is over. They're just looking for a draft pick at this point, and they need to see what they have in the rookies that are out there. Like Trey Murphy, I expect to get more minutes. Uh, maybe even Josh Primo. So we will see. Uh, for the Bulls, Ayo DeSumo started, played the most minutes on the team, 38, finished with eight points, two rebounds, seven assists, and one steal. Unfortunately, he went three for eight from the field. That was the knock. Uh, he would have hit one or two more shots. It was stat line would have looked even better, of course. But Ayo's been playing well with this team. And like I said, he's been flourishing without Lonzo and Caruso in there. And what else can you say? I'm proud of Ayo, and he would only continue to develop. See, he's allowed to fail, unlike you know others uh, like Bones Highland. Uh, because and even though it's on the Bulls, it's because of the injury situation. Um, you know, Jamal Murray's out for Denver, but they have three or four other point guards that make it hard for him to get minutes. For the Bulls, uh, other than Ayo Desumu, they don't really have anyone as a point guard on the team. So uh, you could say Kobe White, but he's kind of a slash guard, and he was a DMP in this game with an injury. So. Uh, that's it for them. For the next game, the Cleveland Cavaliers defeated the Pacers 98-85. to For the Pacers, Karis LeVert was traded, like I mentioned, on this Sunday. And that opened up the door for Chris Duarte to play the most minutes on the team, 36. Shoot 7 for 12 from the field, which is great. Perfect from the free throw line, 6 for 6. Ended up with 22 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, one steal, and one block. And that is an incredible performance. That's the Crystal Duarte we were used to in the beginning of the season when Karis LeVert was out. So Duarte is in a great position to flourish on this Pacers team. And if he's available in your leagues, now's the time to grab him. Uh, because with no Karis there, no Brogdon there, Brogdon will be back soon. But as long as Brogdon's out especially, Duarte should be the second leading scorer on this team. He was the leading scorer tonight. Sabonis is his first game back, so he was a little rusty. But Duarte is someone you need to probably go ahead and roster now. Uh, Kiefer Sykes also started, played 25 minutes, had a bad shooting night, two for nine. So he ended up with seven points, five rebounds, and three assists, and one block. So the other stats are pretty good, but two for nine really, really hurts you. And he's the guy that's been getting DMPs the last few games. But before that, he was playing really well. So going two for nine when you finally get another shot is not going to hurt your chances, not going to help your chances of getting more shots. So hopefully he gets another shot, but he's got to play better. Now, on the other hand, speaking of playing better, Dwayne Washington played 31 minutes off the bench, ended up with another 17-point performance with two rebounds and two assists. And Dwayne Washington is really sticking with his team. He's becoming a player that they can trust. Uh, and he is coming across as a first round pick. You would never know he was undrafted as confident as he is out there. And, you know, so he's definitely securing his job, you know, whether he is or not, he feels that he is. And he goes out there and puts it up like he's a first round pick day in and day out. You know, every now he has dud games, but that's because he's not the focus of the offense. But like I said, also with Castle Burr out, that opens up a door for more scoring. And Dwayne Washington is going to feel that if no one else comes in. Now, Terry Taylor 
He's been sensational over his last two or three games. The rookie from Austin P that came out of nowhere and he flourished with Sabonis out, but Sabonis was back in this one for 26 minutes. So that only allowed Ter- Terry Taylor to play 12 minutes. Those minutes got cut down big time. And, you know, for no reason of his own, because he played great, but he played 12 minutes, two for six from the field, ended up with four points, five rebounds, and two assists. So the Terry Taylor train is more than likely over, unless Indiana makes another trade in the next few days, which is possible. But uh, 12 minutes is not enough to be relevant, unfortunately. For the Cavaliers, Evan Mobley started once again, of course. Played 29 minutes, and this was one of his lesser games as well. Nine points and four rebounds, but he did have three huge blocks. Those blocks saved the day because he went three for nine from the field, which is not good at all, obviously. (laughs) But, um, you know, he's been playing so good all year, you can't really say too much. And they won the game by 13. Uh, So, Evan Mobley, nothing to worry about, but you want to see a little bit more. It was a weird game for the Cavs. RJ Nimhard did get in for two minutes, was not able to put up any production. Kevin Pangos, two minutes as well. No production. So that's what the situation is. Love RJ Nimhard, by the way, too. So he's kind of like a Dwayne Washington type of player. I believe, you know, he sh- he could be playing getting minutes like Dwayne Washington on the Pacers. Uh, he just has to find that opportunity. And, you know, Darius Garland is out now, and he's still not getting any minutes, really. So I don't think it's going to come this year. For the next game, the Pelicans defeated the Rockets 120-107. to Pelicans, of course, have Herb Jones, who played 31 minutes, had nine points, two rebounds, three assists, and one steal. This is kind of what you expect from Herb Jones more than the 15, the 20, 25-point performances. They are not really expected. But nine, two, and three, and one, that's what most people expected from Herb Jones. That's why he fell to the second round. So we don't really know who the real Herb Jones is, I don't feel, um, because this team has been riddled with riddled with injuries all season long and a weird lineup all season long. So we will see. We'll have to probably find that out next year. You know, they had Najee Marshall on this team who came in last year as an undrafted rookie, and he performed great at the end of the year. So that could be the same boat that Herb Jones is in now. It just started from day one. But what will he be next year? Will he be key piece in the rotation, or will they leave him out of the rotation like they're doing Najee Marshall? Because Najee Marshall is just as talented, if not more, but not getting any minutes. Jose Alvarado played 16 minutes. 50% for the field, ended up with nine points, two rebounds, and four assists. Playing very well for the Pelicans. He went viral recently because a video surfaced of him coming down the field, the court. D'Angelo Russell of the Timberwolves was like, basically admitted he didn't know who he was, didn't know anything about him. He was asking around as Jose was coming down the ball, the court with the ball. He said, can this guy shoot? And Jose answered the question for him, said, yeah, I can shoot, and then proceeded to shoot a three-pointer on Minnesota. So that was a great uh, sequence right there that went viral. Jose uh, Alvarado's been having a 
out of nowhere, really good rookie season, you know, in limited minutes. So a lot of people are saying get rid of Devontae Graham and keep Jose Alvarado, but that's a little bit of an overreaction, people. <laughs> and Trey Murphy, the third, last but not least, played five minutes, went one for one from the field, two points and one rebound. That was it. And this Pelicans will team will be forever be weird because we drafted Trey Murphy in the first round. Drafted Herb Jones in the second. Jose Alvarado was undrafted. Trey Murphy, by far, gets the least amount of minutes out of those three. So it's something they're seeing in practice, uh, on social media. I don't know that they are not liking about Trey Murphy. And we're just in a waiting game right now. For the Rockets, Jalen Green came out playing very well. 50% for the field, 7 for 14 in 32 minutes. Scored 18 points, had three rebounds, four assists, and two huge steals. Got to love those steals. His big negative for the game was he went 0 for 4 from 3. But other than that, you know, he played great. His second tied for the second leading scorer on the team behind Christian Wood. And I think there's a little bit of an issue with him and Kevin Porter Jr. It's kind of like my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn. And I don't know if I believe Jalen Green would be better off with a natural point guard. And then he could really flourish. So for now, it's going to be up and down, up and down with Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., who's having a good game, who's having a bad game, who's getting shots, who's not. Kevin Porter was the one not performing tonight, and Jalen Green was. But that would be reversed probably next game. So interesting situation. And Alperin Sengun surprisingly started once again. And I think Silas is coming around. He recently admitted that he was going to try this big center lineup. Everyone thought it was against, because it was matchup based when they played the Cavs, but now they're back against the Pelicans and did it again with Sengun and Wood both starting. Sengun played 25 minutes. And unfortunately, it was one of his worst performances with five points, six rebounds, four assists. One steal, but he did have those two blocks. So he only went two for six from the field. But what hurt him is he stayed behind the three-point line. He went one for five from three. So all but one of his shot attempts was a three-pointer, and he's a center slash power forward. So he's going to have to get his big butt down in the paint and impress. Uh, Otherwise, it could remain like this. Now, Josh Christopher came off the bench for 23 minutes, ended up with 12 points, one rebound, two assists, and one steal. Solid performance by Josh. The other day, he had a great performance, and I really think he probably needs to be getting more minutes at this point, whether they have to play him at the three or what, I don't know. Uh, But nothing really to say right now for the Rockets. They're still trying to figure things out. And last but not least, the Milwaukee Bucks are blowing out the Clippers 99 to 79. It's a minute and a half left in the third quarter. And right now, Sandro Mamukla's Valley is the prime time rookie for the Bucks. He still has not entered the game yet. If it becomes even more of a blowout, he probably will. But as of now, he's the only rookie of note. Um, you know, Wigginton is barely on the team. So, but he's a DMP as of right now as well. So for the Clippers, the big news I was telling you about with this trade with Norman Powell and Robert Covington coming in, that hurts Brandon Boston Jr. a lot 
Brandon Boston was getting minutes earlier in the year, filling spot rotations, playing well. He was a late second round pick. I mean, in the 50s, there's only six picks, 60 picks. So he was barely drafted. And they traded up to get Keon Johnson in the first round in the early 20s. But Brandon Boston was getting minutes and playing well. Keon Johnson was still learning the ropes. So now Brandon Boston and all that development that he was gaining is possibly out of the window because Robert Covington and Norman Powell pretty much play his position. They already have Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum, Luke Kennard, you know, Amir Coffey. They are loaded at that position. Terrence Mann. So that's just a crap ton of talented shooting guards and small forwards. It's going to be hard for Boston to get any more time this year. He could be in the G League the whole rest of the year. And like I mentioned, this game is almost into the fourth quarter. And he is the only player on the team that has not entered the game. So, I mean, it is a blowout, so he could possibly get minutes. But you need to keep that in mind. Because while the game is competitive, there's been no minutes. And he's kind of being shut out of the opportunity to flourish on this team. Uh, so we will see what happens. But like I said, with Keon Johnson, on the other hand, he was buried on this Clippers team, even behind Boston and all those other six, seven guys I named in front of him. But now he's in a situation in Portland where he could get find himself getting some minutes. You know, he was talented enough to be a lottery pick in this draft. And he was talked about being a lottery pick by many, many people or so-called expert. I did not have him as a lottery pick. I had him in the 20s, and that's where he went. Um, but in Portland, he has he should be able to have every opportunity to fail and succeed and try things out. And who knows, he could become a star because right now everyone's laughing at that trade. Uh, but if Keon uh, Johnson turns into a star or a really good player, people are going to revisit those takes and say, I see what they were doing there. Uh, a lot of people think they could have got more, but I feel Keon Johnson is going to make this trade worth it by himself. You just got to give it time. So now let's go over the rookies of the night for February 6th, which is Sunday night, which we're doing right now. From bottom to top, Bones Highland had six and five. Kiefer Sykes, seven and five. Ayo Desumu, 8.7 assists. Franz Wagner, 8.7 rebounds. Jose Alvarado, nine and four. That four is assist. Herb Jones with nine. Evan Mobley, nine and four rebounds. Josh Christopher, 12 points. Dwayne Washington, another huge 17 points. Jalen Suggs with a great all-around game, 17, 6, 5, and 3 steals. Jalen Green, 18 points, 4 assists, 2 steals. Cam Thomas, 20 points, 4 assists, and 2 blocks. And sorry, Cam Thomas, you're not on top today. Chris Duarte, 22 points and 5 rebounds. So what a great night of basketball, great weekend of basketball, you know, and it's only going to get even better because you're going to have to watch out for the trade deadline and all the fun things that are happening with that. Hoopball will have its own trade deadline show running Thursday from, I believe, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern time. Check your local standings. Check Sports Ethos on Twitter. And if I said Hoopball, I meant to say Sports Ethos. We changed our name, if you didn't know. But we will be having a live broad presentation 
on YouTube. And just stay tuned to to Sports Ethos uh, Twitter account uh, for more information. But I want to thank you all so much for listening. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. Uh, if you love the show, tell a friend to tell a friend about the All Rookie Podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And until next time, I'm out of here. Peace.